Hey, what's going on, Clipper people, Clipper folks, Clipper villagers? What? I, I like Clipper villagers. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's anyway. me, or in the opinion update. And I am positive Chuck Mockley. And we are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. Heck yes. We bring you Clippers news five days a week. Oh yeah. <laughs> you thought the season was over. Boy, howdy, have we oh, got man. news Believe for you. Believe it or not, we got stuff to talk about. <laughs> Uh, we're going to kick things off today with some Twitter Tuesday questions. First off, just want to shout out everybody who sent their questions in ahead of time. Yes. If you'd like an opportunity to get your question featured on the show, go ahead, send those over to at Locked on Clips, at Will Updug, at Charles Mockler. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take them anywhere. For sure. Uh, so there's some good stuff in there. And then in our second segment, we're getting into some more coaching talk. This is going to be a breakdown of a possible candidate. Is this the Charles Mockler Gold Star candidate? I don't know if it's my Gold Star candidate, but it's someone, it might be recency bias because I've only really actually been reading up and trying to find out more about his coaching style. But no, Dan Craig, I think, is someone who definitely, you know, he, everyone wants a piece of heat the culture. heat, it feels like. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And then in shavings, we're talking Doc's move to the big cheese stick. It's not Doc anymore. Yeah. Is the other thing we're going to talk That's about. That's true. So, yeah, Glenn. Whole new man over there. Uh, Anyways, all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, yeah, so welcome to Twitter Tuesday. As uh, William the Opinion Updike said, you can always send these in. Just call me William, man. Come on, man. Uh, to at Locked On Clips. Uh, right off the bat, this is a great question from at OTHLAC. I'm assuming uh, LAC stands for Los Angeles Clippers. Don't know what OTH means. Uh, asks, if we prefer the front office to explore free agency or trade options first. So I think, and I'm going to lump re-signing our current free agents into free agency. So uh-huh. I'm going to take explore free agency. Because we got some... I think I definitely, kind of no matter who the coach is, I think I want Mook on the team still. And I definitely still want Jermichael Green on the team. I, I mean, I'm with you, man. Uh, I, I think that if if you're lumping that into free agency, you've got to get both those guys in there. And that ties in, though, to, to the trade options as well. Uh, so I guess you're still exploring that secondary. But those are very tradable contracts to But, have. like, no head coach. If, there, if there's a trade that happens with, like, out a head coach nailed down... I'm a little just. The only, what the hell's going on? The only situation I'm I'm willing to think of as a trade first is um, if you do a sign and trade with Harrell uh, versus letting him walk for nothing. If you can get a little bit, bit of value out of that, uh, I I don't know what that looks like. What you could feasibly add? Yeah. Probably some someone in that eight to twelve million dollar range. Maybe you get a couple of younger <laughs> guys or something, which. I don't know. Which takes the team in a whole different direction. But I I think what you said, (laughs) I I think what you said about not having a a head coach is a great point. I'm like, it it doesn't make sense to me to give up assets uh, without someone at the helm. Yeah, we don't know what the offense is going to look like. We don't know. And Andrew Greif was tweeting today kind of about the assistant coach situation. We don't know who, yeah, who in the staff. I'm I'm assuming that they're going to kind of clean house. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some turnover. Like, I mean, Rex might be gone. Um, yeah. Also, Greif was just tweeting about how he meet, he seems like a good fit for the Thunder, yeah. um, which would be interesting. But, yeah, there's a lot of, there's kind of a lot of that stuff up in the air. Um, Jason wonders, why isn't anyone mentioning Boogie Cousins or Dwight Howard as a potential backup center next year? 
Boogie, I don't. Dude, the injuries are just. The injuries are too piling much. up. I mean, he, which is so unfortunate. He, I mean, it. Yeah, it sucks. But I mean, when was the last time he was able to play an entire season of basketball? Yeah. Um, and I'm not even talking 82 games. I'm just saying, like, when was he available for play? Yeah. You know, from October to and we're to in June. win now. Yeah. Mode, right? Yeah. Like, and Dwight yeah. Howard, I think, is also just going to re-sign with the Lakers. Um, I I don't see a situation in which he wouldn't. Uh, Team it, with chemistry problems brings on Dwight Howard, who recently played for Crosstown <laughs> Rival. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. I also, just on a personal level, I'm not a Dwight Howard guy. Oh, I mean, okay, that's fair. The guy didn't think he could get corona from the air, which yeah. is how all viruses, most of them. I mean, he was fine or whatever on the magic. and then He was great on the magic, basketball-wise. All right. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I think why is because I don't think anyone wants him. Yes. Right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I, I mean, Boogie's an interesting idea. Like, I do like the idea of the, the shooting and We took Joachim, who had a torn Achilles from a silver tub. I know, but, like, it's not just the Achilles at this no, point. I know. Like, it, yeah. it, it's, like, it's brutal. the quad. It's just stuff piling up on yeah. top of that. I, I don't see him being able to really even be a, a reliable bench five at this point in his career for an 82-game season, which is looking like we are still going to play a regular-length season next year. That's a very good point. Um, Step Back Tree asks, do you think we will have a different starting lineup next season? If so, what positions changed? This is something you've kind of talked about, is you'd like to see Sham maybe in the starting lineup. I th- With I th- some more actions, obviously, this is kind of a much different-looking offense. So, what you know, whether we keep Morris or not, um, I kind of am a fan of the idea of, of moving Shamit back to that starting lineup. And this is assuming that we're not getting another point guard um, who's a starting level point guard. You think we so we keep like Bev and then we keep Reggie? The, yeah, or, or we pick up somebody else on yeah, the open market. Sure. But if we pick up another point guard, at, at this point, to me, I'm thinking that's not going to be a starting caliber player. It's going to be someone who's going to be uh, coming off the bench with Lou. Uh, so as, assuming the roster that we have, uh, I, I would like to see a starting backcourt of Pat Beverly. I would like to see Landry Shamit back in there. I think the offense just looks better when he's on the floor, even with the starters. Uh, and then you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard um, shifting down a position, which I don't worry about. Uh, a lot of people say that they don't think that Kawhi would guard the big fours. I know, but like the big four is like, there's not a lot of Blake Griffins anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's fair. Uh, the position has kind of evolved. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that that still works. And then obviously Zoo is the starting five. Um, and then if we were to retain Morris, uh, to me, he would kind of be the first sub in guy. Yeah, go to five out. Yeah. I would love that. Um, I, I think that works. And, you know, he was he had a lot of success in Boston coming off the bench. Yeah. Um, even in that season that Kyrie was hurt. Um, and all his so, rhetoric suggests he kind of, you know, he's down to do whatever the team needs. I, yeah, yeah. And I think that that, to me, that's a more reliable bench piece in the playoffs than what we've, you know, what we saw this year with uh, Lou and Trez. That's a really good um, call. I, I think that he could be a reliable performer. And a guy and come in and start if he needs to, right? And come like, in and start, yeah. yeah. If, if, you know, if we want a bigger get, lineup. If we want to go smaller or, or yeah, or shift. Even bigger, yeah. Yeah, it's or shift weird. Paul George and Kawhi up and have him back at the four. I, you know, obviously Morris adds a lot of versatility to this team, but um, I would like to see Shamit personally back yeah. in that starting lineup. I agree with that. 
Um, Black Sub Zero Twenty Four again, fantastic Twitter handle. Wonders what the best case rebound is if all of our free agents walk. So if all of the free agents walk, the Clippers don't have uh, Marcus Morris, Montrezl Harrell, Jamichael Green, Patrick Patterson. Reggie Jackson, Joe Kim Noah, as well as Amir Coffey and Jonathan Motley. Who Amir Coffey, someone said that we should resign, and I couldn't agree with more. Um, well, I, how much money is he even going to commit? Like, I'd yeah, like, I'd like to keep Coffey and, and see if we can develop that. I think but that. So, Mot- what do we do if we lose all of these pieces? Oh, I was just going to say before that. I think I want Motley to move on. I think that he can get playing minutes somewhere else. Somewhere else, else. yeah. I think he's good enough. That's fair. Um, yeah. He doesn't fit on this team. The free Motley movement. Kind of worked at one point when we first started hosting this show. Last season, which yeah. Which was great. Um, yeah. So, I don't know what we do. We hope that we get some good veteran mans. Then we might see Boogie Cousins. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I mean, the big, the really, the ones that truly quote-unquote matter are Reggie, this is in no particular order, Reggie, Mook, Jamichael. Yeah. Everyone else, I'm kind of like, huh? All right. And I would argue... Patterson plays great against AD for some reason, so I'd like to keep him for that, I guess. But Yeah, he can soak up some minutes at the five, and I, I think we could see you know, some more usage of him during the regular season. I think his playoff play will, will be similar to what it was this year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to me, the, the biggest loss um, on this list would actually be Jamichael. I just think dollar-for-dollar dollar performance... Um, Dollars as, to donuts, if you will. Yes, uh, as well as just sort of... You know his his presence in the locker room and and his continuity with the team at this point. Which granted, no one has been here that long. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> no one has been here that long. But I, you know, I I think that from what we saw, I you know, I thought that he was effective in those lineups, and I thought that he did not get enough minutes in the playoffs. Totally. And I think that he is a a player with some flaws, and he's a little bit smaller. Um, but he brings. But he knows where to be. He knows where to be. He brings so much rebounding. Uh, and while the shooting isn't always the most reliable, it's more reliable than not reliable. <laughs> I like, yeah, that's a very good call. Uh, so that would be the biggest loss to me. And then, I mean, you know, Mook, Mook to me is a, a key piece as well. He's right underneath your Michael for me. And in, in terms of what we do, the best case rebound is, I don't know, man, packet some trades. Like, I don't think we have the assets to really. Get I don't it know done. what the best case rebound is if all of these people don't. If if we live in a world where none of these people resign. Yeah, if all of these folks walk, things start to get a little slim. Uh, but I don't think that's possible. Yeah. No, you're right. Like it's I, not possible. <laughs> we don't lose six out of six. Yeah, that's just not going to happen. And we don't lose one out of Mook or Jermichael Green. Or we don't lose two. We don't lose both those guys. No. We no. keep one of them. Yeah. Um, final question. Uh, Luca E23 with a bit of a Sophie's Choice. How many seasons without playoffs would you give for a chip next season? So, I'm going to let you go first, because I think you and I have differing ideas on this. I guess I would go... uh, 12? Wow! (laughs) (laughs) Maybe 6? I don't know, the NBA is crazy now. It's hard to win them back-to-back. Yeah, that's true. Then the team is at least kind of fun to watch, because Ballers got to put out a... A profitable, a viable, a viable product. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I twelve is maybe a lot. <laughs> twelve to me is insane. Twelve is maybe a lot. You're, you're getting into like king's territory there. Yeah, but we they don't have a chip. Eh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so 
I guess it just depends on what, the, kind of a lot. on what the on-court product looks like. So Yeah, if it's like dog shit. I'm in a weird spot where I'm saying four. And okay. I, I'm also willing to say, though, I'm not make or break next year on a chip. What I would like to well, see... Well, next year is make or break in terms of keeping quiet PG. I'm saying for me personally, I'm not That's make fair. or break. That's fair. Uh, what I want to see is uh, some fun team basketball. Yeah. Uh, I want to get FTB. back... FTB. Yes. Known by something else in some other circles. <laughs> I want to get back to that sort of 18-19 spirit, just having a lot of fun still watching this team. Yeah, so that's what I think happens after we win the chip. Yeah. That's that's in my ideal uh, decade plus. <laughs> I'm rethinking that immediately. I guess I'd go, I don't know, six? Six seems reasonable. I, I or don't know, 12. man. I, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it would be great to win a chip. I mean, that would be an incredible run. Obviously, it's long overdue. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, let us know how, how how long you would go, I guess. Uh, someone said they'd pay $45,000 for the Clippers to win a championship, and I was like, yeah, duh. If I had, if we could crowdfund 45K, and I was like, yeah. I, no, each person. Uh, okay, well, obviously, then I'm out. I can get a loan from the bank. They'd be like, why do you want this? I'd be like, so the Clippers go with the chip. They'd be like, also, who's the money going to in this scenario? Uh, the the Zoltan machine. We got to put all the quarters in for this to work. Uh, coming up, we're gonna be talking uh, Dan Craig uh, as a possible coach. He's an assistant for the Heat. But first, Will Auto Parts, talk to me about them. All right, so Auto Parts they can be hard to source. Very hard. Yes. Uh, it's difficult roaming around junkyards. Uh, you know, stealing neighbors' cars, seeing what they got under the hood. Yeah. But they're getting they're catching on to me over where I'm at. But there's a better way. What? RockAuto.com. What way? RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Awesome. They got everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to, you know, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Anything you need, they got it. The great thing about RockAuto.com is the catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Uh, You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brands, specifications, even the prices you prefer. Best of all, speaking of prices. What? Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. Oh, that's awesome. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Sick. Uh, So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck or van or dump truck or Caterpillar or uh, hot dog mobile. Go-kart. Yeah. Yeah, Weenie Mobile, yeah. uh, right locked on. And they're how did you hear about us box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And one of the things I like to do after I purchase some of these car parts is put my car parts together on my car, and I do that very late at night. And I need a boost. You gotta get a snack in there. So I'm functioning off pretty much Built Bars most of the day. But when I need a boost of energy, I go with Built Go. Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. You can break through your wall, whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Built Bar Go every day. Uh, Easy to ingest, one and a half ounce packages. You put them in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. It's fantastic. Can you snort these? You cannot snort these. Uh, Built Go combines energy gel and collagen protein. It's a fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus it's easy on the stomach. The tummy, if you will. The tum, yeah. Um, Built Go kicks me up, keep me going strong with B6, B12 as well. Uh, the collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. Got to keep my hair looking good. This stuff literally makes you look better. It's incredible. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED 
all cap letters, one word, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, so now we're back with segment two, and we're going to be evaluating a possible coaching candidate. This has become Charles's guy in the span of a day. Someone tweeted at us that we should check out Dan Craig. Corey DiBiase uh, also asked us what other coaches we should be interviewed by us. And someone tweeted at us uh, the other day about Dan Craig. He's an assistant um, for the uh, Heat right now. Everyone, this is not Daniel Craig. Not Daniel Craig. He's lower on my list. Um, so he actually interviewed for the Bulls job. So it's not like this is a, a fancy, this isn't an out of left field pick. Um, Pacers might want him. He's kind of an in-demand in terms of like rumor stuff. Well, the thing I like about Dan Craig is he started as a video assistant. Yeah. Rose up in the heat He's ranks. He's the heat for like 10. Much like another <laughs> popular coach, Eric Spolstra. Yes. Uh, so he, he's got a pedigree that I like. Yeah, like all this stuff is kind of there, right? Like he uh, coached the G, the Sioux Falls Sky Force in the G League, which Rodney Magruder's on. Magruder was on, which is funny. Um, he won a G League championship. He also earned Coach of the Year honors. So like, and I was reading about that year that they won. They won by like dominating the paint and like being a well-drilled team. They shot pretty horribly from the three-point line, um, and still got the chip. You know, so like they a lot of ex-players over say, the South Bay Lakers. Was it? I thought so. Oh, maybe. Um, I'm shocked. Uh, but a lot of players say he plays with an adaptive system. He knows what the team's strengths are. He's like, all right, great, let's play to these strengths. Like, let's get this done. How we're probably how it you know feels best to get this done. Um, Balmer's mentioned that he kind of wants player development to be a focus. Dan Craig has a how. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry to interrupt. Hey, I'm not Balmer. I know I kind of look like the guy. Uh, but so, and like Dan Craig, you look at the Heat, they're a mix of kind of historically, at least when they've been very good since kind of the 2000s started, of youth and vets. You had D Wade and Shaq, which yeah. is as polarizing as you can get with how young D Wade was. Um, you have LeBron on some teams, kind of middle age LeBron, or like basketball age, not literal middle age. Um, and then now you Prime. have like, you have like Tyler Hero, Hero, Jimmy Butler, Dragic, like Bam. You have this balance of yeah, young and old. They've done it, yeah, and they've done a great job developing Hero, uh, Kendrick Nunn, yeah, uh, Duncan Robinson. And I'm not saying that the Clippers pieces are anywhere near the young pieces that level of talent. But the idea of development is definitely there mm -hmm. with Dan Craig. Um, and like I said, he's coached high-profile vets. Yeah. Like Shaq and LeBron, I'm not sure how much more high-profile you can get in terms of veterans. Yeah, I mean, and he's, you know, being there during those Heatles years, I, that to me says that he's used to the pressure. Um, yeah. Maybe not the direct pressure, obviously, but he understands what goes on. And he also, um, you know, working under Spo has an idea of how to work a locker room. Definitely. Uh, I th you know, like, I think Spolstra will You get runs. that culture thing, that buzzword that everyone's ruined. Um, you get that piece of the heat yeah. over the Clippers. Yeah. It's an interesting pick. Yeah. Like, I think it would make sense to interview him. We're absolutely not going to have any idea if we do interview him or not, probably. Can we replace culture with kumbaya? I don't know if we can do that. Not Why? in 2020. Uh, um, Great, great song. Great Asher Roth song, by the way. But so, you know, like this is, I like this pick. This pick checks a lot of boxes. First, you know, first time NBA head coach, which is something a lot of people want. Yeah. Brings a piece of the heat culture over, 
which if you're Balmer, you look at how the heater run, you can't be mad at that business model. Yeah. Heat gas brings the heat gas Dude, over. I don't know if heat <laughs> gas works. Um, but yeah, like, and I think the locker room issue, which is kind of something we've talked about in terms of having a first year coach. I think that's like the biggest challenge to overcome. Definitely. And I think he's well prepared to deal with that challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want a coach that's going to challenge Paul George to, to take some responsibility. Damn. Okay. I, he defers too much, man. That's and I'm fair. not saying like I'm not blaming like look, I you know, I thought in the in the Denver series, Paul George, you know, he he, was he played he played a lot better. He was great, yeah. Um I thought he had, you know, he had a pretty solid regular season, but Absolutely. I do think one of the biggest things in a locker room lacking a voice is like you can't defer all the time. Yeah, there's no voice. Everyone's deferring. Yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. Um and I think we talked about, I think it was last episode or the episode before, about how sometimes a team identity can trickle down from the coach. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a guy who, in his first year, with crazy amounts of pressure, could maybe get it done. It's still a bit of a risk in my eyes because it's a first-time head coach and you're taking him to a team where, you know, it's a blank slate so he can kind of put his full imprint on it. Like, if the Clippers win a championship and Dan Craig is the coach, you have the Dan Craig method of basketball. Yeah, well, and I guess I wonder, um, I wonder, too, if that influences Bomber to shake up, you know, sort of the assistant coach and, and defensive coach kind of... Uh, positions to Balmer strikes me as a guy who gives the new coach carte blanche I know but does he have the connections or like is he ready to make those decisions you know what I mean yeah no that's fair uh that's a good point because I, I mean I guess maybe he'd be bringing over other heat people but but I, again maybe like, yeah like maybe like I guess I just have some questions about um yeah his yeah. his knowledge base of of being able to sort of source those other assistant coaches for to round out the bench it's like that scene in Armageddon when Bruce Willis is like getting all the I know some guys the, yeah it's like that there's a guy like jackhammering or something that's a very fair point I he's got to have some connections we'd probably get a couple more heat people yeah um and I wonder if kind of the interview process part of that is like when you get into the later stages of like all right so who could you bring over or like you know, or, or like, like who do you have in mind? Yeah, you know? exactly. But I think it's an interesting choice, and I would love it if the Clippers interviewed him. Um, he also he has to embrace analytics because that was a thing we heard the quote about how Baltimore was upset we paid all the analytics people money, and then yeah. they weren't being listened to when certain players were being played. Um, this guy has to agree with analytics because he plays, he works for the Heat. You know, like, and this isn't a pure analytics versus like real hoopers argument or whatever but analytics and all that stuff com- combines to make a championship organization he's got to love analytics so i think that's uh i think that's a positive as well definitely a positive uh you need somebody i i, I think you know we've talked on here that like i i, I don't know how well the locker room is going to respond to reinventing the wheel necessarily yeah but you do need someone who's going to bring in some fresh blood and 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 at least a different approach a new 100%. approach yeah. Um, another honorary mention from the Heat, Lucas Hahn had a really great suggestion. Shane Battier, he's the head of analytics for the Heat. Um, be a first-time coach, knows the game very well. Yeah, great playing That's career. an interesting call. Yeah. You know, and it'd be kind of a splash. But again... If we're going with that old player, though, don't we already have somebody on the bench? Milos? <laughs> <laughs> I think Cassell. Cassell would be good. 
But they don't want, you know, they want something new. Yeah, they, they want, want non dog. They want some new faces, yeah. Uh, come up after this, we're going to be talking about Coach Glenn Rivers and his introduction in Philadelphia. Okay, so we're back. And uh, Glenn Rivers, father of Austin. Uh, <laughs> as, <laughs> what a credit. Was introduced uh, as the 76ers head coach today. Monday night. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Monday day, excuse me. One thing that I thought was interesting was he talked about uh, sort of the, you know, the 3-1, blowing the 3-1 lead. And yeah. he, he said that on one hand, it was good that they could establish the 3-1 lead. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, fine. it was awesome. Uh, and then couldn't close. And he did add that it was something that would be something that would haunt him. Good. <laughs> like, he also went on to say, if you want to win, you can't do the same things and expect different results. Awesome. Awesome you got that nailed down now with the new team. Yeah, that's fair. Hurts a little bit. He also told reporters to call him Glenn because there's only one doc in Philadelphia, which I think is fair. He's got a whole new... This is like... uh, This is almost like when... He's not having a midlife crisis, but when someone's like, I got this new car, I got all these new hobbies, I'm a new me, this feels like maybe Glenn is graduating up to a new phase of his career that might be perhaps more inspired than maybe those later years with the Clippers. I don't know if I'm saying that in a disrespectful way. Later years? I mean, I thought other than this year, like, the last two years were really good. No, I mean in terms of success with the team. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to watch. He's wearing a fedora this whole time at this conference. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, new hat, what do you think? I'm Glenn now. He's <laughs> wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, they're like, is that a leather jacket with a vest over it? And he's like, uh, yes. I went to your nicest Philadelphia leather. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's going to be an interesting development. I, I'm curious to see what he can bring uh, to that organization. He's got his work cut out for him uh, with a very flawed roster. And <laughs> and probably, I mean, like, I, I hope that he has, I, I'm guessing he'll have full support of the front office, but with Elton Brand sort of, I, I mean, on thin ice, I, I wonder what that's going to look like. Yeah. I wonder what moves are going to be made to um, hopefully sort of tailor to Doc's style a little bit more. For sure. Um. And, you know, to me, Philadelphia is still a very young team. Um, yeah. This is a team, I mean, we're only two years removed from Ben Simmons' rookie season. For sure. Um, and so I, it's going to be a curious thing to watch. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if he'll switch him back to the point uh, or how that'll work out. But if development was an issue... With the Clippers, yeah, I'm wondering what that's going to look like in Philadelphia. The Sixers might have that mentality that Ben Simmons has already developed, and this is what you get, I which mean, is partially maybe Brett Brown's fault. I, I mean, I, you know, I do think that he's no. I, I mean, I think he can still improve as a player. Shoot um, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> just keep defending though at like a All NBA defense level. Yeah. Um, and you know, get, getting back to playing the point, I do still think that that's where he was best. Um, but who knows? Maybe he can use Al Horford in a in a in a better way than Brett Brown utilized him. Get some sort of revitalization there. That actually seems like the perfect Doc Rivers player. Uh, Al Horford. An, they actually wrote an article about how Doc during his presser was. He's like, you know, this team can score, and he like named a bunch of players. He was like, you got Ben Simmons, you got Embiid, you got Shake Milton, and he just didn't name Al Horford. And so there was this article that was like. Is Al Horford and Doc Rivers long-term plans with the 76ers? Yeah, interesting. I think maybe he, maybe he hates him because he was like an old Celtic. <laughs> yeah. He's like a different Celtic. Yeah, he's like, you're not part of the same crowd as part of. 
but it's it's going to be interesting. I hope it goes well for Doc. Yeah, for I sure. I don't think it will. It's going to it's going to be interesting to watch, definitely. Yeah. Um and then we got a question. Spencer Lynn asked, "What do we think the crowd reactions will be for Doc's first game back at Staples, whenever that may be? Does he still get a standing O for leading the team through the Sterling fiasco or is time here been tarnished by this last season?" There's no way he's not getting a standing He better get a standing ovation. There better be... Or whatever the quarantine version, whatever this happens is. There better be two different videos. There'll be... I guarantee you there'll be a a heartfelt one in the beginning. Then at halftime, I bet we get some of the the funny doc moments. Yeah. You could also just play a 30-minute loop of the locker room in 1819 after they made the playoffs. Oh, Uh, yeah. That's great. So, yeah. uh, I, I mean... He's the be, best coach in franchise history. Yeah, so it yeah. seems like he's. I, I think get it would be di- I, I, like I think it's kind of disrespectful to view Doc's legacy as like tarnished. Yeah, know? oh, this, it's not, I don't think it's tarnished at all. This last season, I mean, we we underachieved expectations, and he was definitely a part of that. Absolutely. But, uh, I still, to me as a fan, that can't take away from all the great stuff that he did for this franchise. And it seems like we were moving on no matter what from Doc. Based I got to agree. The reports from I, Balmer and stuff like, like that. I, I just got to agree with you. I, I think that um, I think that it made sense uh, to keep Doc for this season because he was part of the recruiting pitch. You know? Absolutely. Um, Which but, does leave a little more question marks coming up, but we'll get we'll cross those bridges when we get to it. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. But uh, I I mean I even think there was an argument to be made um, bringing in this much of a a new feel to the team or or new core. Um, I do think that there was an argument to be made to to bring a coach in uh, along with those changes. Yeah, makes sense. Um, anything else in shavings? No, uh, I think I'll do it. Let's get the heck out of here. I got some food to eat. Yeah, why don't you tell these people uh, where they can where they can find us? Uh, you can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can tell your smart speaker to play Locked On Clippers. Uh, if you haven't already, please leave a rating or review. We'd love to know what you think. Really helps us out. And, uh, yeah, keep rocking with us. We still got news for you. We, we're still coming at you five days a week. Yeah, still some stuff coming up. Wednesday's episode, talking some more coach stuff, maybe some other candidates. Uh, looking at how PG can get the respect, question mark, of Clippers fans back. Then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, I have been positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And you know what? We appreciate you. <laughs>